Hi, everybody. It's Michael Marsalek. I'm at the Public Radio Program Directors Content Conference in Minneapolis and getting a chance to speak with Suzanne Bona, who is the host of Sunday Baroque. First of all, welcome. Thank you. You're celebrating 20 years of a national program and longer than that with the with the local show before that. First of all, congratulations on, on that long run. I know it's a it's a favorite program of many people on our service and and you're heard all over the country. It must be fun for you. It's a lot of fun. The, the most fun is that I get to hear from listeners all over the country. And we're not only on the mainland, but we're on a couple of Alaska stations, and we're even on in Guam. So I hear from listeners all over the world, including some of your listeners. And it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's very, very gratifying. Well, you're a host of this uh, weekly program, and, and you do four hours of the show every week, which not, I don't think everyone knows. And we're going to be carrying all four hours now, two hours in the morning on Sundays and late night as well, a couple more hours. Um, so that's obviously a big undertaking. You're also a musician, but do you live in the world of early music as, as like part of your life? I mean, how do you work to put together so much content for a program like this and maintain a life as a musician? Well, part of it, there is a little bit of, um, oh, I guess the learning curve has been uh, achieved because I have been doing, as you said, I, you know, I've been doing the national show for about 20 years. And then there was about an 11 to 12 year period before that when I was working on the program as a local program. So I have a little bit of experience under my belt for that. Um, as a musician, um, I'm, I'm just immersed in general in the music world, not specifically the early music and Baroque music world. And then through the radio program I've been obviously focusing more on the Baroque so you know again there's there's a little bit of, of a learning curve that I've I've managed to uh, to overcome and I think a lot of it is just that I that I listen constantly I look everything I see around me I consider something that's fair game for the show so it might have nothing to do with music or Baroque music specifically or it might be just some interesting holiday or interesting uh, th- tidbit I read in the news or something happening like Scottish Highland games that we recently celebrated so there there are things going on in the world that I try to to bring my own curiosity in and somehow tie it to the music or maybe just an interesting performer like Yo-Yo Ma recording the Bach cello suites for the third time over the course of his very long and amazing career so I try to bring in other elements that are not necessarily specific to early music or baroque music but really try to look at it through the wide lens of just someone who's in this world and and interested in things connected to again the arts or interesting people or interesting things happening you know you have a program that unlike a lot of things that are being created for the public radio system has a day part attached to it you know you have Sundays and uh, I imagine that not every station airs Sunday Baroque on Sundays but do you have a Sunday mindset when you're putting the program together that what this average listener is doing and how that is different certainly than than you think of how people use public media and how people might be listening otherwise? Certainly. I mean, Sunday really is a special day of the week. I mean, most of us get to have Sunday off, right? Some people have to work on Sunday. But there is a certain... Uh, kind of a tone and pace to Sunday that is different from other days of the week. You know, during the week when you're working uh, or you have kids to get off to school, you're busy, you have the the travel mug in the car, maybe you're balancing your breakfast on your knees while you're driving or on a train or in a bus somewhere. But Sunday is a day when you can perhaps sleep in. Maybe you're getting ready for church or coming back from church. Maybe you're singing in the church choir. Maybe you're having brunch with friends or, you know, I I think of the, the big stack of the Sunday 
Sunday newspaper. So I, I think Sunday has a different pace to it, and I think it has a different a content to it for most people because again we're 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 choosing what we want to do we're not on that same kind of rat race treadmill that we tend to be on during the week so i try to think about well what will what will be a, a lovely compliment to this day and it doesn't have to be something that is anesthetizing you know i i don't think of it relaxing as something that is just sort of quiet and gentle and flowing it can be it can be bright and bold brass music too. That I think is just as lovely a compliment to Sunday too, because I think the the lifestyle part of it really is just music that is appealing and pleasing, and in some cases a little familiar, and in some cases maybe a little bit intriguing because it's not familiar. So that's how I, that's the mindset I'm in when I'm picking the music for Sunday Baroque. I try to craft it in a way that is is going to be interesting. Maybe, maybe again, because you're not as distracted trying to get to work on time or trying to get kids off to school on time, maybe you have a little bit more time to listen a little bit more foreground while you're, you know, making the breakfast for the family or the brunch for the, for the visitors. We have a Baroque music festival that happens in Montana and Matthias Mauta and Monica Huggett are regulars. And I've noticed, and certainly by listening to your show, it does seem like there is a resurgence of sort, uh, lots of recordings being made, certainly an effort to do more and more with period instruments. As the person who lives in that world, how would you describe kind of what's happening with the recorded music and the performing arts world as it relates to early music and Baroque music? Well, you gave two excellent examples of two of the primo performers that are that are putting out some of the most amazing repertory. I mean, Matthias Mauta, I'm a flute player, and Matthias Mauta is one of the most extraordinary musicians of, of any instrument I've ever seen, and, and he is the most extraordinary recorder player. I've never, I mean, it's almost otherworldly, his, his ability, his technical ability and his artistry. Um, and then, of course, Monica Huggett, and, you know, all of these, these musicians are, I think, I think part of what is making the current crop of popular performers so amazing is that they have benefited from the last several decades of cultivation. The people who were the real trailblazers back in the middle of the 20th century um, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, I think they blazed a trail not only for people hearing this music and being attracted to this music and the repertory itself, but they trained a lot of these performers who were playing, people like Matthias Mauta and Monica Huggett. They they were their teachers. And I think that the level of performance has elevated, you know, it skyrocketed really in the time I've been doing the program. And the other thing that has really changed is the way, the technology that allows us to listen to this music and distribute this music. The simple fact is, once upon a time, it was difficult to get someone to be interested in some weird little instrument like a viola da gamba or a viola da more or or, uh, someone playing a recorder. But now, musicians, because of the way technology works, musicians... They self-record, they self-distribute. They don't have to have a big recording label contract to be able to get their music out. And so I think it allows some of these performers who are so amazing to collaborate with other fantastic musicians and also to get their music into into 
listeners' hands, but also into my hands so that I can share it on the program and, and introduce their artistry to listeners across the country. So I think, again, it's been, it's been a technological change and it has been uh, an elevation in the artistry and even just the recording technology that, uh, that has allowed us to enjoy so many more amazing performers. There's something about your style as a host, I think, that's very contagious in the sense that you, you seem to really love what you do. And, you know, it, it's something that I think people listening to the radio get. They, they understand that and they feel that uh, very viscerally when a, when a host really loves what they do. 20 years in, um, talk a little bit about this show that you've created and, and built for so many years and maybe just a little bit about what you're hoping to do in the future. Um, well, thank you. First of all, that's a real compliment and it, and it means a lot coming from you. I, I think... The, probably one of the, the best ways I can summarize it is that I try still, after all this time, I really try to listen like a listener. And I try to program as though I'm programming for someone who is curious and interested but maybe doesn't have a depth of knowledge that is at the level of someone with a music degree like I have. And I'm really careful to to not make assumptions about what people know because I know for a fact that every time someone tunes in to to Sunday Baroque there is someone hearing some of that music for the first time and yes I even mean some of the pieces that are the most familiar like the Brandenburg concertos or the Four Seasons by Vivaldi and there are so many amazing recordings and there are so many different renditions you know not only the sort of the standard ones like for Vivaldi's Four Seasons just to use that as an example they are violin concertos but there are also versions so there are many versions for violin but then there are also versions for flute or harp and so I look at the totality of what's available and I try, I try to look at this as I have an opportunity to introduce someone to an amazing musical tradition and I have an opportunity to share a really fine virtuosic performance by some top performers and I have a chance to make an impression on someone who's maybe never heard this before or, or maybe someone who has heard it before but hasn't heard it played on harp or trumpet or you know whatever so I, I try again as I said before to listen like a listener and program like a, a listener I figure if I'm curious about it after all this time as well as I know this music and the repertory and the performers and all that if I'm still curious about it if I'm still finding finding something different or new or a different angle to explore, then surely someone who's hearing it for the first time is going to be hearing something new. And to me, when a, a colleague, someone who's another professional musician, whether I know that person or not, but someone who, who's very knowledgeable about it, um, like a college professor in music or another performer, will, will send me an email or send me a message and say, wow, I learned something new or I heard something that I'd never heard before on your show, I feel like that's a major win because that's saying we're not just listening to the same old, same old, that really there's something fresh and different and I've been able to spin it or, or, or present it through a different lens that is interesting and new and fresh. So that I think that that's the secret sauce, if you will, that I try to always keep in mind that, you know, there's just... There's always someone hearing it for the first time, and there's just, it, it, I am as excited about it as I sound. I, I, I am very enthusiastic about it, and I, I, I love and I feel very gratified that I hear from listeners all the time who tell me how moved they are or how entertained they are or how excited they are to hear something new or something 
beautiful on the show. Montana Public Radio is making some program changes in September, and one of the overarching themes that we've thought about is international travel and food culture and science programming and world music. But you seem to be in a unique place to speak of kind of the importance of music on public radio. And certainly when you're dealing with music like you are, where you have composers, certainly, and musicians from across the globe, can you say a few words about that, just the importance of music on public radio? Well, I think those of us who love music and those of us who are tapped into the music world, whether it's through broadcast or as performers or teachers or musicians ourselves, um, I think we all have seen and have lamented the decline of music education. Um, and that's a kind of thing that, that gains momentum and spirals in a downward fashion. Because I know, for example, I was, I was in some ways sort of at the tail end of a generation where it was almost assumed you'd have musical training of some kind, you know. And I know that a lot of my peers that didn't necessarily have that experience. So I think as the generations and decades have gone on, it it's less and less common. And therefore, organizations like a classical broadcaster in some ways pick up some of that slack. I know often listeners will say to me, and not just young kids, but you know, even people of my generation and sometimes even older will say, you know, I don't know anything about music, but you know, I like your show or I really like the music I hear on your program or I love this the 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 programming on this station including Sunday Baroque. And uh, you know, but it's almost like they're apologizing for not knowing more. And and so I have two things. First of all, I feel like that's amazing that that they're you know that they've identified this as a, a great source of 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 uh, programming that is new and fresh and different to them. That's very appealing and entertaining. So that's amazing. That is a really key part of our mission, of course. But I also um, it, it amuses me a little bit because what it reminds me of is. Um, that somehow we've com- we've convinced ourselves that you have to know a lot about the music for it to be meaningful or or to be, uh, I don't know, to have permission to have an opinion about it. And so, for example, uh, you go out for a nice dinner, let's say, right? And you have a, a, a lovely meal and it's delicious and, you know, you're like licking the plate and, you know, using the bread to sop up the delicious sauce and, you know, you, you just feel so satisfied and everything is just so scrumptious. And the chef comes out. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, you know, chef, I, I you know, I could never cook a meal like this. It's, this was amazing. I, I think, I mean, I, you know, I don't know that I really am worthy to have an opinion about this meal, but of course not. You know, you would say, oh my goodness, this was delicious. And I really love, oh my goodness, you know, the chicken was just scrumptious, just fell apart. Or, you know, this was just melted in my mouth. So I, my goal is for people to think of music in those terms and not, you know, apologize for not knowing about it. Because my feeling is it's it's sensory. You know, if you hear it and it's lovely and it gives you goosebumps or it makes you happy or it, or it makes you sing and gives you an earworm to keep singing for the rest of the day, my job is done. And so I, I really feel that we have this opportunity in public broadcasting to, to be 
on the front lines to introduce people to to fill in some of those gaps i'm happy to fill in the gaps you know to to tell people little tidbits about the the music so that they do learn more and they do feel more confident about expressing an opinion but i'm also all for people listening for the pure sensory experience and and happiness and emotions that it that it conjures in people just because music feels good to listen to it and and we are that in some cases, only source of that music in so many communities across the country. Suzanne Bona is the host of Sunday Baroque, heard on Montana Public Radio's Sundays from 8 to 10 a.m. and repeating late night as well on Sundays. And thanks for helping to be the soundtrack for Sunday mornings on Montana Public Radio. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to chat.